Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mr. President at home in the White House, the elected leader of our people, our fellow citizen and neighbor. These are little-known stories of the men who've lived in the White House. Dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True human stories of Mr. President. In just a moment, Edward Arnold will join us. But right now, I'd like to ask you how many of our country's past presidents you can identify. For example, do you know how many presidents have held office? Are you familiar with the major events that took place during the terms of James Monroe or Theodore Roosevelt? Well, each week, Mr. President brings to life tense and gripping moments in the life of one of our former chief executives. Moments that most history books do not record. And you, as the listener, enjoy the thrill of trying to identify the president as another page of history is unfolded in these absorbing and stimulating dramatizations we present each week. Mr. President gives you the opportunity to test your knowledge of the men who have lived in the White House. At the close of the program, the name of the president about whom this episode is based will be announced. But first, try to guess who he is as his dramatic story is being told. Now, in just a moment, Edward Arnold. Edward Arnold as Mr. President. Let's visit him in the White House. It is Sunday and the old mansion is resting quietly after a busy week. We walk through the great doors under the presidential seal, across the foyer and down the long hall to the president's study. Come in, won't you? Sit down. You know, many times in our history, the United States had to show its strength during a negotiation with another nation. That sort of thing in foreign affairs is a very delicate matter. The timing must be just right, and you must have a clean house at home. Well, that's pretty much what this story is about. Later on, of course, I'll tell you which president had this problem. But meanwhile, you may be able to guess. It 
was a Monday morning in March. I was back in Washington after a very pleasant weekend in New York where I had attended a wedding. My desk was piled with work, but, well, you know how women are. And the moment Miss Sarah opened the door between her office and mine... Good morning, Mr. President. How was the wedding? <laughs> Not how was the state of the nation, but how was the wedding? Just <laughs> like a woman, Miss Sarah. Just like a woman. Was the bride pretty, Mr. President? Well, all brides are pretty, and my cousin was no exception. She looked rather lovely, and she certainly made a picture of grace and dignity. Well, of course, she does sound a trifle serious. That young lady is quite serious. I understand from her mother that she is very interested in social work. and gives her something to do with the time, I suppose. Hmm? And the groom, Mr. President. Oh, a nice enough young fellow, I gather. A little too much money for his own good, perhaps. Is he uh, good-looking? Well, the women found him so. I'm no judge of that, of course. Oh, now, Mr. President. <laughs> now, Miss Sarah, you've had your touch of romance. It's time to get to work. Yes, sir. Have you read the morning paper, Miss Sarah? Yes, sir. The editorial is as usual, sir. They still don't like me. I'm afraid they don't. Well, this morning I find something I don't like. This story from California. A new law. Passed already? Not yet, but the papers are screaming for it. What is it? Segregate school children, will they? Build separate schools for Japanese children, will well, they? I don't quite follow, oh, sir. Oh, it's quite simple enough. Just a question of setting up a few fences. On one side, our children. On the other side, Japanese. And right in the midst of our negotiations with the Mikado. Yes, it's not only embarrassing, but I call the whole thing un-American. If they can do this, they can separate children according to religion or the political parties their fathers vote for. But it is a state matter, isn't it, Mr. President? How can you interfere? Well, I'm not certain yet, but I have a couple of points to start with. <laughs> I'm sure you have, Mr. President. Well, we'll, we'll begin this way. A letter to an old friend of mine... Uh, as follows. Honorable Tom Carter, Mayor, Senator of San Francisco, California, dear Tom. California, dear Tom. Uh, yes, sir? You have been telling me for some time now that you intend to visit the East. If you can break away from your duties at this time, we would be happy to see you in Washington. I'm sure there will be a room for you at the White House, and if you guess that I want to discuss something with you, you will be entirely correct. Please let me know when you will be here. Best personal regards to you and yours faithfully. Mr. President, Mayor Carter of San Francisco and Congressman Norton of California. Well, Tom, Tom, and Mr. Norton, how are you? Uh, you're looking in the pink, Mr. President. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Congressman. I feel in the pink. But why this Mr. President formality? <laughs> First names ought to be all right. Even if the beds in the White House don't attract you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of calling you Mr. President. Reminds me of the hunting trips we took together. When I guess I teased you over the idea that you might be president one day. <laughs> well, have it your own way, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> and I hear tell that the springs in your guest room go back to Tom Jefferson, so I'm at the Willard. <laughs> You're sure you didn't hear tell what I had on my mind, Tom? <laughs> A touch of it. A touch of it. Something about a letter from the Federal Bureau of Education to California's Bureau. And if I may, Mr. President, isn't your action an unwarranted, if not unconstitutional, interference in the sacred rights of a sovereign state? Sir, may I call your attention to the simple fact that your proposed law is causing a great deal of embarrassment to this administration in our dealings with the Japanese? Well, we see no reason to deal with the Japanese. Exclude them, sir. That's all. Exclude them. Uh, Mr. President, there are terrific pressures on all of us on the coast from newspapers and business interests who want no influx of cheap Japanese labor. But the school children... Education is a problem of each state, sir. 
If we wish to segregate Japanese from white... When you, when you cause grave embarrassment to the government by so doing, you are prejudicing the only possible means of controlling immigration you want to control. California can't control immigration. That's a federal job. I think you have a most important point there, Mr. President. Now, if I take this matter up personally with the governor and try to have that legislation pigeonholed for a while, will you try to bring negotiations with the Japanese on the labor problem to a quick conclusion? I'll do my best, Tom. Very well, sir. I shall be on the next train back to California. United States insult Japanese people. Honor must be avenged. Keep cheap labor out of California. End Japanese immigration. Separate schools are the only way. Protect our children from the yellow peril. Japanese government demand apology or honor must be restored with blood. Is war imminent? Is administration policy creating war with Japan? Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, Miss Arm. Have you forgotten, sir? Ambassador Aoki is waiting. <laughs> well, let's see now. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Uh, has he cooled down any, Miss Arm? Cooled down? He's at the bursting point right this minute. <laughs> well, all right. Send him in. <laughs> yes, Mr. President. <laughs> Ambassador Aoki, the president, will see you now. Ah, Mr. Aoki. Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, sit down, won't you? Thank you, yes. Although perhaps one might say I have done much sitting this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It was at your invitation I have come, sir. Mr. Aoki, I have a question to ask you. It will be a pleasure. How can our two great nations avoid any further antagonism to each other? Oh, it would appear most simple, sir. Order your newspapers to refrain from further insults. Prevent your local government in California from passing certain laws. Ah, but that is a matter you seem not to understand. We understand. When the head of the state commands... Yes, in your country, in your country. When the Mikado gives an order, it's obeyed at once by everyone. Here it is different. Our newspapers are free. Our state governments are given all powers not expressly given to the central government by the Constitution. And Mr. then... Mr. President... Is power to publish insults to our Mikado a freedom or a license? Are separate schools for Japanese children freedom for them? Even American-born 